This episode of No Bad Food is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Are you a producer of artisan food or drinks looking to get your name out there? Look no further. Whiskey Lane's team of social media, branding, and marketing experts is here to help. They'll take care of all that stuff for you so that you can focus on doing what you do best, making awesome products for your customers. Here at No Bad Food, we know that buying locally made products goes a long way toward making our world more sustainable, and that's why we're proud to be sponsored by Whiskey Lane. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your nearest artisan cheese or homebrewed IPA and run to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And remember, that's whiskey the Canadian way. Without any. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni. And I'm Tafari Ajamian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. So it's that time of year again, folks, where 16 foods go head-to-head in intense matchups as we call up special guest judges to help us decide which one will win the coveted title of Best Food of the Year, bragging rights, and a boatload of extra content dedicated to it for the rest of 2022. This is Munch Madness. Today's first round matchups are between corn and bread and cheese and dumplings. Two of these foods will move on to the next round, and the other two will be crushed on the sidewalk when your bag breaks on the way home from the grocery store, which is kind of on you, honestly, for forgetting your cloth bags at home again and using the paper bags at the store, especially when it's raining and the bag just disintegrates before you get home. But it's also kind of on the store for cheaping out and buying the lowest quality paper bags. Anyways, let's learn a little more about this week's contestants. Let's do it. Yeah. So in our first matchup is between corn and bread, which is, uh, of course, the host's division. So you and I each picked one of these. Corn is my pick in this matchup. And uh, I picked it because I really love corn. Corn is, of course, a vegetable that uh, grows in stalks, has a bunch of little nubbly bits on it. You get to munch it like a typewriter if you want, or you can deep throat like I do. It's a really lovely, lovely veggie with a really good texture. It can be used in a lot of different ways. You can steam it. You can grill it. You can eat it straight off the cob or shave it onto a salad. People grind it into flour. People use it for polenta and grits and cornmeal and and corn flakes. You can have cereal made of corn. Corn is an extremely diverse and fun ingredient, and it's super important to a lot of cultures. So I like it. Facing up against corn, we have bread. 
Uh, bread is just ubiquitous. Bread mm-hmm. is in many, many situations synonymous with food. Bread is synonymous with livelihood. We call money bread. Bread is a fundamental human food. It has existed almost as long as we have. Uh, <laughs> since there have been people on Earth, they have been making bread. Some paleo bro is going to message me on this, and I'm just going to say, right now, don't do that, baby. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Bread is kind of alchemy because it's flour and water you can make bread from just flour and water you let that shit ferment you have yourself a sourdough starter salt is good you know if you have salt put salt in it butter well no i mean the the great sourdough bread i make is salt water and flour that's it that's wild and it's delicious right bread is magical bread is magical bread is not my contender in this matchup but like I would vote for bread. Like, it's so hard not to vote for bread. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You can just eat it and eat it. There's so many kinds. I mean, you want to talk about range. We got rolls. We got steamed breads. You got cake breads. You got cinnamon toast crunch. You can make cereal out of bread. You got toast. You got not toast. Bread pudding. There Mm -hmm. is bread crumbs, panko. There is so much. Yeah. Wheat breads, meat breads, sweet breads. I just feel like bread doesn't even need any introduction, but here we are. Here's an introduction. It's corn versus bread. Let's see how the match goes. <laughs> Spoilers. I think we all know how to go. <laughs> uh, our other matchup here is the Champions Division matchup between last year's champ cheese and dumplings. Now, obviously, we all know cheese. Cheese is another one of those things that, like, yeah, everybody knows what cheese is. Cheese is a most of the time a pasteurized milk product but i think you can even get unpasteurized cheeses probably cheese is uh, cheese is what happens when you leave milk out yeah yeah that's it it's (laughs) we've talked about cheese for a year folks you know what cheese is is. you probably love it it comes in a lot of varieties it can be used a lot of different ways but at the end of the day cheese is cheese and that's good enough for me now this is a significant matchup because cheese was last year's Victor. Cheese was the food of the year last year. And now we'll see if cheese Mm -hmm. continues on to fight another day or if it's upset in this first round by dumplings. Yeah. Dumplings were a semifinalist last year, uh, but they lost to rice, who ended up going against cheese in the... Or no, sorry, they lost to pies, who ended up going against cheese in the the finale last year. So dumplings are a semifinalist from last year's tournament. They are uh, in the champions division for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Dumplings are a heavy hitter. I think they're going to give some some good competition to cheese. Uh, I think one of the fun things to see play out in this match is that dumplings um, are very culturally, contextually specific. You mm-hmm. know, uh, chicken and dumplings is really different from, say, gyoza. But these are all dumplings. They're, yeah. they're a very diverse food group. I think people's uh, cultural backgrounds are really going to come to play yeah. in this, in this uh, competition. And I'm really interested to see sort of how that all plays out yeah well it's interesting like even even thinking like there are there dumplings have become such a prominent thing in i don't know if all of north america but certainly in like the two north american cities that i have spent the most time in montreal and vancouver Mm -hmm. both have big dumpling cultures and like you know i might even go dumpling over cheese despite being someone who like literally eats cheese on a daily basis but has dumplings as a special treat once in a while they're such a special treat for me that like i don't know it's a hard one well you know what they say once you go 
dumpling, you never get grumpling. That's right, Teffer. That is what they say. Let's throw it to the first guest judge. Our first guest judge this week is Chris Walker, longtime friend of the show, longtime, like 20 years time friend of mine and Sorrel aficionado joining us from the other coast. I guess we're not on the coast here. We're on the coast of the St. Lawrence. Anyway, Chris is on the Pacific coast. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's good to see you. Always good to have you on. Now, we couldn't have you judging on the Sorrel matchup because that would just not be That'd be criminal. I will say, though, I really appreciated that you had someone of West Indian descent do that one because it would have been weird not to. Yeah, well, we can't have people coming in judging thinking it's th- it's the herb, right? That's that's yeah. not. I mean, okay. you can't have them thinking that it's just a Jamaican herb <laughs> that they had never heard of. There was a little bit of misinformation. There was a little bit of misinformation in those that early days. That was hilarious. Days. I literally was walking my dog up the street, and I was on like mile three of this walk, and I had to stop walking. <laughs> I literally was laughing so hard that I was crying. And someone who's trying to get me to sign up to donate money to like Planned Parenthood or something just like looked at me and was like, you know what? I don't have to ask him for money today. <laughs> that person, that person, he, he he clearly is just going through something or is having the time of his life. No in between. I love that. I always like to hear about people enjoying Munch Madness. I actually had a really nice experience yesterday where I ran into somebody, like an acquaintance who listens to the show. He was like, oh, I haven't listened in a while. Like, what's on right now? And I was like, it's Munch Madness. And he was like, say no more. I'm going to go listen. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome for (laughs) y'all. Yeah. All right. So we're here for Munch Madness. We're here for judging. We're here for your judgment. I know that you're good at that. So let's start. It's true. <laughs> Sorry, I just flashed back about 15 minute. years there. Oh, man. I feel like you're going to have to tell me the story that just flashed into your mind. I mean, there. it's not so much a story as like an expression as like a just Chris leaning back in his chair in the back of the class muttering. Yeah. I mean, we actively we actively had a teacher who actively cut me off like mid-sentence at least three times a day. Like, I, you know, I just finished my thoughts. Yeah. You finish your thoughts somehow. I, I support it. So our first matchup today, Chris, is where you choose between me and Tom. This is from our host's choice division. So declare your allegiance. Uh, who will be your lifelong friend? Who will get kicked to the curb? We have, I'm not going to tell you whose pick is whose. Thank you. Uh, we have corn versus bread. I honestly thought that this was going to be a really easy one because I love corn. And you know what? Bread is bread. But bread, you can get in so many varieties. Croissant, croissant is bread. It's true. Yeah. You can make corn bread. You can. You can make yeah. corn bread. You can make corn bread, which functionally just means that bread is kind of fucking great. Because you it's can true. make a, a lot of things into bread. You can make almost anything into bread. Mm-hmm. Even my least favorite vegetable, zucchini, is decent when you turn it exactly. into bread. That's the only way I've eaten zucchini. I'm so proud of you for that. I know. I've, I've expanded. I, You know what? I also eat spinach now. Oh, I mean, I just meant I'm proud of you for, for holding the line and only <laughs> eating zucchini the way it tastes good. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... I think that's a necessary yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, somehow I've got to figure out a way to live longer. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah. And be strong, yeah. so, strong forearms, and, right? Spinach gives I you mean, strong forearms. Exactly. Yeah. That's what eating your vegetables does. Absolutely. Gotta tell kids that. Absolutely. Strong forearms. Strong forearms. Strong forearms. Um, well, I should also mention corn is like the first vegetable that I also really liked. And corn is hella versatile. You can sweeten things with corn syrup. It's true. Yeah. Corn bread, corn meal. Mm-hmm. I literally when um we make spinners sometimes, which is just like a dumpling that is no filling and then you just throw it in soups and stews mm. and I'll send you a recipe and you can sometimes do that with just using cornmeal and like making like a very heavy paste and like I forget if you need to like add like maybe a little bit of flour to it but then like you go and you like get it in there and you just throw it into a stew and you just let it boil and cook like that and it comes out pretty nicely so I, as I kept thinking about this more, it kept getting harder, but I came to the conclusion of bread. Bread is your vote. Bread is my vote, mainly because of corn bread. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with you there. You don't get bread corn. Yeah, you can't yeah. get bread corn. You only get corn bread. Corn bread, um, yeah. <clears throat> and because you can put little pieces of corn in the bread. You really, I mean, you really can. It's true. Yeah. This is one of those tricky ones because they're so universal, right? Like corn, yeah, like you yeah. said, you got polenta, you got grits, you got corn on the cob, right? There's not that oh many things God. that you can just pull off a plant and nibble on like a little raccoon. Um, Let me just put this out here. Corn on the cob with some honey butter. Thank you later. Yes. But bread is truly, truly universal. And I think that probably, for me anyway, I could last longer on just bread than on just corn you know because of the variety oh yeah if you're broke and you're just like running out of money just buy a stack of bread yeah 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 so what is the bread that made this decision for you it was cornbread it was distinctly cornbread mm -hmm. but it was also as we i think you guys have mentioned i'm trinadian and grenadian i love this thing called fry bakes Okay. Which are these like little small rounds or you can get them in a variety of ways, but it's like a bread that you get in a small round and it's a great breakfast dish and you go and you can stuff it with salt fish, which is just like, yeah, like a salted, like a codfish dish and with cheese. And you can't do that with corn. It's true. It's very difficult to stuff corn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how am I, I don't know how I'm going to stuff a corn on the cob, but if you give me a fried bake. It's already yeah, stuffed with the cob. I'm cutting that open. I'm throwing some mm -hmm. cheese on that. I'm throwing like a little sausage. Mm -hmm. Got me a little sandwich right there. Mm -hmm. I'm off to the market. I'm eating that. And guess what? I'm full off of one. But you know what? If I go to my Auntie Yvonne's house, she's got like a bag waiting in the freezer for me. Literally yeah. right now when I go in April, I'm going to stop by her house, take that bag, fly back with me for my birthday. Your, your auntie game is unparalleled. You know what? There's enough of them that like me to offset the ones who <laughs> just like don't don't really fuck with your boy. Right, right. Works out. I feel like one of the real like like benefits of bread is the transformation of food into handheld food. We mm. talked about this a little bit with pies, with the origin of pies being that the crust existed to eat filling out of and you didn't start like eating it until later. But there's something extremely valuable about being able to grab some bread, stuff some things in it and eat it as you walk or play poker, which I think is supposed to be the origins of the sandwich. But I feel like that's maybe some colonialist bullshit because I Wait, feel what? like. So, OK, <laughs> why sandwiches are called sandwiches. 
They are named after a British earl, the Earl of Sandwich. Chris's face has frozen in shock, who was a gambler and wanted to be able to eat while gambling and so had his cooks put meat between two slices of bread. I feel like this is PR. I feel like this is PR. I don't feel like this could possibly be the origin that's of the sca- sandwich. Yeah, that's got to be a scam. <laughs> that That's too innocent on my end. This is that somebody... man was doing other stuff. That man was moving. <laughs> that man was moving shiesty. This is the first. It's just the first guy who like brought it to the peerage, and then they were like, "Oh, it's like what the poor people eat. Only you're an earl. Let's call it a sandwich." Because <laughs> <laughs> like plowman's lunch is a thing, right? Yeah. Going out with bread and something to put on it is a thing everywhere. But anyway, that is um theoretically in the in the mythology of the british peerage the origin of the sandwich the other one is cheese and dumplings it is cheese and dumplings and i'm excited about this because you actually mentioned dumplings while we were talking about corn and bread so let's get into it this is the match we have all been waiting for it's our champions bracket So today, last year's champion, Cheese, faces off against last year's semi-finalist, Dumplings. And we're going to see, can Cheese make it through? Or will this be Dumplings' year? Will Dumplings finally, uh, how do you say that? Save its face. I don't know. Get redemption. Get the redemption. Get redemption, yes. through. Let's see. Chris, are you here for the big guy or the little guy? You know what? They're both such versatile meat foods. It's true. Like cheese, cheese. You got pizza. You can put cheese in a sandwich. I eat cheese sometimes, just hanging out by myself. A friend of mine put me on. A friend of a friend of mine actually put me on to night cheese, which is when night you just cheese. you know what you're just hanging out. You, it's the middle of the night. You go. You open your fridge. You got some mozzarella in there. Mm-hmm. Trying to pull out that mozzarella. Mm-hmm. Time for that mozzarella. But then on the other side of that, you have dumplings and you can fill dumplings. You can just throw some, a little flour ball in yep. some stew. You got a dumpling right there. Matzo ball, matzo ball is just one big dumpling. It's true. And it's a fantastic. I'm Honestly, I want some matzo ball soup now. We got Talk, dumplings. That. Dumplings are, I mean, I know we've talked, we've talked and talked and talked about cheese for this whole year because oh, yeah. it was last year's champion. Dumplings are, I mean, arguably as versatile as cheese, really. Yeah. Like, everybody everybody has a dumpling. Everybody has a dumpling. Yeah. And also, like, would you rather be called a little dumpling or cheesy? I have been called both those things, and I've got to say I prefer a little dumpling. I would also. Yeah. I've been called a little dumpling recently, and it was great. It's really nice. It's charming. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And as a tall person, as you know, uh, it's, it's really nice when someone calls you a little dumpling. Yeah. It's affectionate. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. That's really sweet. But the real the real thing that brings me to my decision is my grandmother who raised me, she would make a fantastic stew that I would bring with me to lunch often. At, and it would have, you know, carrots, potatoes, chicken, sometimes mm-hmm. beef, mm-hmm. and some dumplings in it. Yeah. And for that reason, I got to go with dumplings. That and, like, most of my family is lactose intolerant. But, like, we don't, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> Although I did try some nut cheese in the other day, and that was fantastic. Oh, was actually. it? We had a yeah, whole episode yeah. on uh, on plant-based cheeses, actually. 
way back way back in 2021 i think oh i need to listen to that yeah we had some kind of some kind of expert i don't know um chris coming through once again for the flower based contender uh would you say that you are just a big old fan of flour yes yes wholeheartedly i love baking i used to bake cakes all the time as a kid it was like one of my favorite things i okay bread and also like learning how to bake bread is like such a valuable skill oh absolutely because it gives you like such a good base to like get an introduction into baking and into cooking as a whole it's also just practical like i i bake bread and it's so convenient because like you have a week where it's, I don't know, for example, rent week, so you can't necessarily buy groceries too. If you have a exactly. bag of flour and some water uh, and you keep a sourdough starter or you have some yeast, you're set. Like, like you have bread. I meant to ask you about this. Um, how's your flour dose? How's your sourdough starter doing? I like that you called it flour dough. I think that's adorable. (laughs) Uh, It's it's doing okay. I need to feed it. It's getting a little hungry, but I resurrected it recently. So I, um, as the audience knows, am not supposed to eat gluten, uh, but I do anyway. um, I'm not supposed to eat cheese, (laughs) but like... I had pizza last night. I feel significantly better when I eat less of it, but like if it comes down to it, if it's a no groceries week, I will eat bread, you know, to stay alive. Um, and sourdough, I tell myself because it is fermented, the gluten content's lower, et cetera, et cetera. But I keep a sourdough starter and I let it uh, languish in the back of the fridge for maybe six months uh, because I stopped making bread for a little while and I recently resurrected it it took several feedings to get it happy again it took like I think three feedings to get it happy again it was really mad at me but it has been performing beautifully and this is something I found with my sourdough starter a couple of times every time I forget it in the back of the fridge and then pull it out and resurrect it it is so like grateful (laughs) that it makes just like absolutely (laughs) beautiful breads so now um this is also like a basics of sourdough if you want your sourdough funkier if you want it like a little more sour and have more of those fermented notes you do let it get hungry and you like uh when it creates the hooch the little like liquid on the top of it you mix that in and that um develops the flavor further so like if you're somebody who wants your sourdough to not be very sour you pour the hooch off you keep it really well fed but if you want to have a starter that's like got a more developed flavor you can let it get hungry so yeah i've been doing that i found i found a new recipe that's like a pretty high hydration that's working really well for me it's doing well so now i can reveal to you that i was also team bread this was my uh this was my let's go so you're my friend I mean, I feel like it'd be pretty weird for me to just immediately choose Tom over you. Yes, I do really, I do really love that you two are hitting it off. Um, but I, I expect a certain amount of loyalty. We shouldn't be as surprised because I did an entire episode about Roti. Like, you did. I was always in the pocket Listen, of big, big flower. I'm not surprised because for me, this is not a competition. Like corn, oh, yeah. I love corn. I, I think I'm going to grow corn this year. Like, corn is great. But, um, but like, bread. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We, I bread thought was... about growing corn, but our balcony is, like, too obvious. We would get in trouble with our, um, with our building. Oh, really? Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They were, like, upset with us about, like, 
they were upset with everybody about like some like hanging plant things and stuff like that for a yeah. while there and they backed off but like, i feel like growing corn might be the camel that <laughs> may be the the uh what's the phrase the, the straw that broke the camel's back Yes. Yeah. I am deciding whether I'm going to give it a shot growing it in containers uh, because my balcony is pretty like squirrel and raccoon proof. Um, Mm. Or if I'm just going to grow it out in the front yard and if the animals want to eat the corn, they can eat the corn, which is how I have approached my raspberries. Fair enough. But we'll see. With cheese and dumplings, uh, we have dumplings so far in the lead to... uh, to have a big upheaval and overthrow last year's champion. Listen, Chris, we have talked about stuffing food in things. We have talked about fermented foods. We have talked about nostalgia and gardening. I think this has been a really good go-round. Thank you for your vote. Your vote counts. Thank you for having me. Now, this is your chance to plug anything you want people to check out. Or give us any final words of wisdom about the matchups or you know a recipe because i know you've already given us like three today but why not throw another one in the pot of course always throw another one in the pot um i have, I have nothing to promote right now i have no projects coming up i might start a project soon haven't decided yet um i you can find me on twitter at cwlkr20 and and on instagram where I'm just posting pictures of my little dog and our adventures around Seattle. It's prime content. Yeah. Yeah. And a recipe. Um, listen, I'm just going to put this out here. I took down all my Searle videos distinctly because people kept asking me for my recipe, which I will never tell you because I'm not <laughs> trying to get thrown out of my aunt's will. I'm not doing it. She got too much property. I'm not playing. <laughs> however, however, yeah. I will tell you, if you want a good Searle, go do whatever the New York Times or Bon Appetit tells you. And then before you go and sweeten it, just stick it in the fridge for two days. Take it out, reboil it, strain it, throw some sugar in there, you're good. Okay. I love this because I've done it. Well, not specifically sorrel, but hibiscus, both cold brew and hot brew. Like, just leave it in the fridge for for two days and not boiling it. But I like this combo. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna have to try it. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have you. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. Yeah. Also, happy birthday tomorrow. Thank you. It won't be my birthday tomorrow anymore when it comes out. But thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's the mid-roll. If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friendo. For every new rating and review we get during the month of March, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need, so by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of the show, you are functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. That is... I was going to say that's a lot of cheese, but let's be real. That's (laughs) That's a small block of cheese. (laughs) That's a single block of cheese. Yeah. It's a lot of corn and a lot of bread, maybe. Six dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do it. You can read about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. All right. That's enough from us. Let's get on to our second guest judge. So our next guest judge on this week's Munch Madness is Gabrielle Vendette. Gabrielle is a badass rugby player for the Concordia Stingers and a fellow history major coming to us from the better coast of Canada, the West Coast, where it is not 
as disgusting in the winter as it is here. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm so jealous so of you right now. <laughs> Honestly, understandable. So far, the weather is much better. Uh, there's no snow, which is a, already a bonus. And mm-hmm. I'm wearing like a light rain jacket wherever I go. And even then, it gets a little warm. So truly living my best life and i'm just waiting uh to go back to montreal and i'm expecting a giant snowstorm because that's just how karma works oh yeah absolutely gabby are you ready for this i am ready i'm a little nervous but i'm ready okay don't be nervous because the pressure's all on you but like you have the power here is all i'm saying so don't fuck it up but don't be nervous (laughs) okay Perfect. All right. Uh, Our first matchup on this week's episode is from our host's choice division. This means that one of these was chosen by me and the other was chosen by Teffer. And that matchup is corn versus bread. So uh, which one are you voting for and why? I thought about this long and hard. I That's (laughs) just like corn. Just like corn, everybody. Get your mind out of the gutter. I Uh thought about this uh long and hard. Like a baguette. Um, Exactly. Um, and I literally like wrote up notes uh, because I wanted to take this very seriously. Of course, of course. And my final winner is bread. Mm-hmm. And bread wins because it tugs at my heartstrings. I have grown up with bread. I think it's delicious. Um, it's beautiful by itself. Like the like absolute joy I have of like biting into a baguette or just like a warm piece of bread and like some beautiful like cultured salted butter just like sends me like into a new dimension of flavor um but i did think about it for a really long time because if the matchup had been corn versus wheat which i think is a more fair matchup but like (laughs) we can't we can't debate that right now sure yeah um I think corn would have won because like wheat is like basically useless by itself. Sure. But you can grow corn and just eat it. And it's like corn is so good too. And I was thinking like, okay, like if you compare the two, like what can corn make? And you can eat corn by itself and it's pretty good. Then you have elote. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Mm -hmm. but like so delicious. And then you can also grind corn into a flour. So then you have like the world of cornbread and corn tortillas and like the world of uh, masa and masa harina. I don't know a lot about that, but I was like, okay, so there's like a lot of, corn can do a lot of stuff. And it has like more, I think, from what I understand about nutrition, which is very little, which is not great (laughs) for an an athlete. So don't tell my coaches, but I think corn has more nutritional value than like white bread, at least. I think brown bread is like another world. But then I thought about bread and I was like, okay, so you have your idea of break of like bakery bread. So all the like yeasted, like Mm -hmm. white bread and like brown bread and complex grain bread that you can think of. And that's just like, I am more comfortable with that world also i've always had a deep love of bread i've always wanted to work in a bakery i have worked in a bakery twice not making the bread unfortunately um although i tried to i tried to get the bakers to teach me and they occasionally would until my manager was like you're actually your job's to sell bread to people you're not doing your (laughs) job right now i was like no but i need to understand the different the difference between like different kinds of yeast they're using and she's like no it's not what you're hired for like okay sorry so you have like the whole world of bakery bread right but then if you like 
for me, bread encompasses as like flour and like water and like the, so you have like your whole world of flatbreads as well. Sure. Um, which I think a lot of different cultures around the world have their own different kinds of version of flatbread. Like naan is one that like we, like a lot of people know and love and that's super popular. Um, and there's another one that I'm forgetting now that is Iranian, I believe. And it's more of a flaky like texture. Uh, but I think that for me, that still falls into the like, the world of bread of course and uh and yeah i just like i just have to go with my heart my gut (laughs) and my taste buds (laughs) and they tell me that bread has to win that's fair yeah i mean this was a tough one for me because i so corn was my contender in this matchup but i think i still would have voted for bread too because like (gasps) scandal so here's the thing like corn is one of my favorite things but i think that you can make a much stronger case for bread and like at the end of the day i do like bread more than i like corn mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Like if, if you're gonna have like a, a dinner and be like oh like your side is like warm bread i'm like you i'm there you got me i'm with you but if you tell me like the side is warm corn i'm like okay that's nice but also like it's messy you know like i have to commit to a corn on the cob mm. like my teeth will be full of kernels sure and like it's i'm gonna have butter and salt all over my face like i've never thought about this before but like i'm like if i'm wearing makeup like it will probably get smeared i don't know how much makeup i'm wearing in this context or i'm eating corn on the cob but if i'm wearing a lot of makeup it could this is so stupid but it could get on the corn on the cob i don't know i just like i just love bread it's it, it's you can do so many things and also yeah. i was thinking about this there's like this artisan like feel to to bread where you can like make it yourself and Mm -hmm. i'm sure that like people who like grew grew up where corn was more of a staple than wheat like they probably have that same feeling towards like corn and like making the flour and like preparing bread but i feel like it's just as someone who's made a few kinds of bread and like in my own kitchen just as an individual Mm -hmm. it's just so like fun and calming and i also love baking fun fact um well and and that's that's like that's the thing right it's like Mm -hmm. it's not the judging here on munch madness has never been about what is objectively best because it's impossible (laughs) to judge that right it it really comes down to what the judges feel is the best to them right and every judge has different criteria for that some people will go to like things like nutrition some people will go strictly like what can i make the most things with some will go what do i eat more but i think that i would have been surprised if bread didn't make it through this first round just because like this whole pandemic people have been making bread and eating more bread and it's such a comforting warming thing and like you know you you said you've alluded to this already that you can make bread products out of corn <laughs> so like really yeah exactly so it's, like, it's not fair like you're yeah. not starting like wheat itself as a germ is like stupid like you look at it and you're like why would i eat straw you this know is bullshit get this nonsense out of here <laughs> like what the hell did we really just like civilize ourselves just to grow wheat for no reason like oh god but yeah so like but bread is not wheat bread is this like other like beautiful thing that like mm-hmm. you can do quickly but you can also invest so much time and like energy like into and like love and like 
build all these like cool skills and it's just it's just awesome yeah. there's a whole week dedicated to it on the british bake-off so that has to mean something <laughs> yeah that's it if if nothing else we need to take the, the bake-off into account <laughs> the like, bake-off yeah exactly yeah. whatever there's a tie we just need the bake-off perspective of it. <laughs> uh well that's exciting i can now confirm that the other guest judge on this episode also voted for bread so bread no bread has successfully oh won this round and will be moving on to the quarterfinals where it'll face off against beans do you want to make a prediction there oh my god how horrible i <laughs> i personally i would choose beans but i think bread is going to win that's exactly how i feel too <laughs> Beans are not always fun, but I feel like bread is more often fun than beans are fun. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get to our second matchup. The all second right. matchup today is uh, the long-anticipated champions bracket. So uh, no pressure, but this one is really important. Uh, obviously, okay. <laughs> in this matchup, we have last year's champion, Cheese, uh, going up against one of last year's semifinalists, Dumplings. What do you got and why? Dumplings win. Interesting. Dumplings okay. win, baby. Um, now, is this purely political so that you could knock last year's champion out of the competition? No, I also took notes. I also took this bracket very seriously. Okay. But the more I thought about it, the more Dumplings won. Um, I have more notes to, on dumplings than I do on cheese. So clearly there's, I feel like there's more to say about sure. it. Yeah. Dumplings win for multiple reasons for me. Um, there's a nutrition factor. So cheese obviously has like protein and other nutrients. Don't ask me. I don't know, but I think there are. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> good. We'll go with that. Cannot confirm nor deny. There's protein. I know that. But dumplings can just like have so much more in them like you can have like your vegetables and your meat and your starch even within a dumpling and it can be like dumplings can be a complete meal whereas cheese can be a complete meal but probably shouldn't be too often <laughs> <laughs> that's fair and, and like okay. we've definitely like i've definitely had cheese for meals like obviously but it, uh, like if i did that regularly i wouldn't feel great where i as i feel if i could make my own dumplings i could regularly have that as a meal because I could just put whatever I want essentially. Mm. And what follows from that is that there's so many more for me, like flavor possibilities than cheese. Like in dumplings, there's more flavor possibilities than there are in cheese um, just by the sheer, because like, what is a dumpling other than a wrapper? Like that is like filled with stuff yeah. and then like folded in onto itself. Now I was, I was very scared of going down the precipice of like, what is a dumpling? And then you end up with like pop tarts or a dumpling. And I don't love that. Sure. So my own definition was like a wrapper that like, and the wrapper can be anything, but it has to seal onto itself. Whereas okay. like raviolis are like two pieces of pasta. Like the dumpling has to be like a single pocket. Oh yeah. That's where I think the like etymology. Of the, <laughs> I'm like, there's the distinction for me. Okay. All right. So then you have like little like hand pies or that because you have a singular wrapper that has been stuffed and then closed. So like you have the world of empanadas and then you have mm. the world of like like more sweet like empanadas. Mm. <laughs> you have the world of like sweet hand pies. Sure, pierogies um, work so yeah. for that as well. Oh, yeah. so good. So anything that's one piece of dough folded over itself as opposed to basically a like I, pressed sandwich. I think sandwich. so. 
Yeah, I think that's my perspective on dumplings. Okay. Which saves me from having to say that pop tarts are dumplings. And maybe that's my only mm-hmm. reasoning, but that's what I want. So You know, everybody has their own motives. I think that makes a and pizza then, pocket a dumpling. How do you feel yeah, about that? It also makes it it also makes a calzone a dumpling, you know? And like I yeah, yeah. I have to go with it. I have to be okay with that. Yeah. Like I'm looking at Pillsbury to... Pizza Pops right now and they truly are just like they're a pierogi but made of they pizza are, dough. Yeah. yeah. I have to be okay with it. I have to right. follow my own rules. Yeah. Democracy wins. Yeah. Look, democracy then... is never perfect, okay? But it's necessary. <laughs> it's necessary sometimes. <laughs> in this case. Um, and my like final, which for me was like the strongest argument for cheese versus dumplings, is that cheese has this concept of like elitism I find associated to it, which mm. I don't think is as uh, present in dumplings. Sure. Now you do have like you have your cheese in a can, you have your cheese whiz, you mm. have your American mm. singles, but I feel like people who not everybody, but some people who take their cheese seriously, like look down upon the cheese can and the cheese whiz and the American cheese slices. Sure. Because they're eating their like blue truffle cheese, whatever that like smells from like thirty feet away. <laughs> like, and that's fine for them. But I feel like there is this like division where I feel mm-hmm. like is not as present in the world of dumplings. That there's as much respect for like, ver- like cheap like street food dumplings as there is for like maybe dumplings with stuffed with like king crab and and truffle and whatever but like they don't look down at each other like they're still Mm. like on the same playing field just one costs you fifty dollars and one can cost you like let's say five dollars for like a plate or a bowl or soup and i think that is important yeah well that's it because with anything there's going to be a gourmet version of it that costs a billion dollars right yeah exactly we have to we can't really count that toward the elitism but i think you're absolutely right that like there is a cheese snobbery that exists right just like Mm -hmm. there is with wine and coffee and Mm -hmm. and mostly wine and coffee (laughs) mostly wine and coffee the french are just out here like looking down at us like what is this cheese whiz i work at a french butcher (laughs) <laughs> I I interact with a lot of, of snobbery around food that rubs me yeah. the wrong way. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm a cheese person. I am someone who, like, if I could go for some kind of class to become a, like, official fromagier and learn everything about cheese and, like, you know, be able to pair cheeses with things because I studied it or whatever, I would do that in a heartbeat. But I will always have a soft spot in my heart for, like, like yeah processed cheese products you know i love mm-hmm. cheese whiz i love you know those like ritz sandwich crackers yeah. with the cheese in the middle that's like barely it, cheese i love that shit that's great it is good it's comforting it's yeah. accessible it's like it's it's made for the people and i am the people <laughs> <Think> <laughs> exactly but i think you're absolutely right though like that same sort of snobbery doesn't tend to exist around dumplings except mm-hmm. for like you could maybe argue there is a snobbery of what do you mean you've never had dumplings when you hear that someone has never oh, had dumplings. That's a good point. But but then you get to share that with the person potentially, right? Mm-hmm. You get to like take yeah. them to get their first dumplings. And it's such a good like heartwarming experience. It just like warms your belly, mm-hmm. warms your body from the inside out. Yeah. Starting I'm with so your happy. mouth really, really really quickly <laughs> and painfully yeah, sometimes exactly. starting with a searing third degree burn on the inside of your tongue <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets better yeah 
You know, I've never actually had soup dumplings before. What? Okay, Gabby, when you get back, I'm I know. You. Here we're we getting, go with that, <laughs> that dumpling elitism <laughs> again. Okay, we're, we're doing this. I actually can't wait. I'm so yeah. excited. I've like, watched so many videos. There's like a very, how- very good dumpling place near campus. So. Oh, perfect. I yeah. know how they make them. Like, I love watching YouTube videos about food. I know how they make the soup dumplings. I've never had one. Sure. Well, we'll fix that. I can't wait. (laughs) Okay. Well, I can also tell you that um, our other guest judge on this episode also voted for dumplings over cheese. No way. Oh my God. Two for two. Yeah. And in a crazy first round upset, last year's champion has been dethroned and kicked out of this year's competition. I think cheese had its moment. I feel like. 10 years ago everybody was obsessed with cheese like for some reason it's giving millennial vibes to mm-hmm. like oh my god like cheeseburger <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm so awkward and everybody's favorite food was cheese mm-hmm. and now we're like ready to move on you know yeah yeah i think so and you know what all the best to cheese cheese will always Honestly. be lovely and cheese is present in like a whole bunch of the other contenders who are still in the competition at this point exactly but on its own cheese had its moment in the spotlight and uh we're ready to move on from it yeah i think it it's um a respectful bow out all the all the all the respect to cheese you really you do make a lot of things better but it's time to pass the throne (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely well that's very exciting so dumplings will now be going up against rice in the quarterfinals do you want a prediction (gasps) there no. <laughs> I, have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. What's your prediction? Ooh, it's hard. I think... Because the problem is, like, they're both vehicles for so much flavor and yeah. so much nutrition, you know? That's the thing. It's going to come down to, like, I think some guests would go rice on principle. Mm. Because I think that some guests will have that kind of relationship to rice where, like, if they where they will feel like if I don't vote rice here, I am betraying my people. Oh, interesting. Because there there are a lot of yeah. cultures that have that kind of relationship with rice, right? Where it's like that's true, yeah. The food, and I think that if mm-hmm. the guest judges on that matchup are from those cultures, rice will win. Mm-hmm. I think if they're not, it could go either way. Because I think mm. dumplings are are a thing that everyone loves. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if they've had them. And like I don't know anyone who doesn't love dumplings, but I do know people who like are like militantly team rice, you know? Yeah, so it's it's yeah, really gonna come that. down to who ends up on that episode, I think. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Well, Gabby, thank you so much for doing this. Uh do you have any like final words of wisdom for people today or any stuff you want people to check out? <sighs> You know what? I did have a word of wisdom yesterday and I didn't write it down in my notes and I totally forgot it. So um, I have no words of wisdom other than uh, you should enjoy your food as much as possible. Yeah. Good word of wisdom. (laughs) Thanks. Be as as vague as possible. (laughs) Be as vague as possible and enjoy your food. Uh, Cool. Well, thank you. This was great. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it, folks. We have another double unanimous vote. Both of our judges voted the same way on both matchups, so bread and dumplings will be moving to the quarterfinals. 
Cheese is out. This is an upset. Cheese is out. It's an early upset, and it's going to change the way this competition goes forward. Yeah. That's for sure. It guarantees we don't have a uh, repeat champion. We see Cheese uh, walking out of the stadium. They're looking disgruntled. It's always hard to see a heavy hitter go down, but I'm excited to see what this uh, up-and-coming contender does in the ring going forward. Yeah. It's, it's really... It's always gotta hurt to get knocked out in the first round of a competition when you're the returning champ eh? oh absolutely and especially when you're something I mean as universally loved as cheese but Mm -hmm. I I really hope that that universal love can just go with them today uh, as they go home and that they can just shake this off and and come back to fight another day Mm -hmm. yeah that's it they're gonna go home they're gonna train real hard for next season and they're gonna come back and and learn some develop some new strains of bacteria maybe we'll see new things from cheese maybe we'll see you know maybe new coaching staff maybe some better management PR trade a couple players we'll see what happens we'll see we'll just have to see in the meantime we see dumplings coming up in the champions division Mm -hmm. dumplings taking on another heavy hitter rice Mm -hmm. let's see who unseats who can dumplings continue this streak and go all the way to the top or will the older more experienced rice kick them out of the running this is an interesting one because rice and dumplings i believe went against each other in the uh no they didn't even Dang it. They, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm being consistent from the beginning to the end of the episode. It, it's interesting because they uh, did not compete against each other last year, right? They yeah. both lost in the semifinals last year. And now they're going up against each other this year in the quarters. So we'll see what goes which direction for mm-hmm. whom. Rice has been a favorite this far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of people pulling very strongly for Rice. And it'll be interesting to see uh, where that goes next. Yeah. I, I don't even know how to make a prediction on that one, honestly. Oh, these... these these matchups are getting harder and harder because I feel like we got strong contenders coming through. Indeed we do. Uh, the The other strong contenders worth mentioning here, uh, obviously, is the People's Choice Division quarterfinalists, Coffee versus Salad. That's a that's going to be a really, really interesting uh, matchup. I don't know. <laughs> Frankly, I'm not sure who I would vote for there because they both feel really important. It's a difficult matchup. It's a difficult matchup, and I'm looking forward to seeing what our guest judges have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's in the right-in division for the quarter? The right-in division, oof. This is the this, this is, is this the is the one, eh? I feel like this so far this is the matchup mm. of the tournament so far more than anything else this is going to direct uh where we go from here mm-hmm. in the right in division we have burgers versus tacos two of the most popular drunk foods on the planet <laughs> uh two of the most popular comfort foods on mm-hmm. the planet mm-hmm. I have no idea where this is going to go Yeah None whatsoever. <laughs> I so so pulling back the curtain. Obviously, whoever wins, we de- we dedicate a bunch of extra content to in 2022, and I think it might be easier to do a whole bunch of content about tacos. But I don't even know, honestly. It might be easier to do a whole bunch of content about burgers. Like, they both feel pretty similarly huge. I think they are evenly matched. More than anything else, I think this is the most evenly matched pairing we have seen. And uh, it's really just going to, we're just going to have to see who has a lucky day. Because I think that's what it's going to come down to, folks. It's going to come down to luck. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of um, uh, burgers versus tacos, (laughs) you'll see the thread here in a second. In our host's choice division, the quarterfinalists are beans versus bread burgers are on a sandwich kind of bread bun and tacos get served with beans sometimes 
you know absolutely i yeah. buy it completely yeah, yeah. Uh, beans versus bread the quarterfinal matchup of the host choice division uh means one of us is going to be sad after that matchup and the other is going to be not sad but honestly we might both be happy we'll see it's <laughs> like the thing about beans versus bread do either of us dislike either of these things no do either of us love both of these things yeah they're both like major staples of tons of cuisines and are delicious and good I I am more team bread. Despite being gluten intolerant. Do you know how much bread I eat and just have the tummy ache because bread is good? And fair enough, because legumes make me hella gassy and that doesn't (laughs) stop me from eating those either. Ah, so there you have it. We're going to come at you next week with uh, a quarterfinal matchup. Coffee versus salad and beans versus bread. Coffee is a type of bean, so that's going to get real interesting. Mm -hmm. If beans get knocked out, does coffee get disqualified? I don't know. No. If beans get knocked out, but bean salad is good, what does any of it mean? Thanks so much for listening to this. <laughs> coffee bread is... Coffee bread Do you mean is, coffee cake? No, I'm thinking about what happens if you dip coffee in bread. No, what? Liquid bread. Coff- bread salad. That's a thing. Panzanella? Yeah. Panzanella is good. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this installment of Munch Madness brought to you by No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation? You can hit us up on the Twitter and the Instagram at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tom Zalatni. If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, go to patreon.com slash no bad food pod and donate. We need the money. So bad. Buy beans. <laughs> buy us some beans. Come on, buy us a whittle bean. For as little as one bean a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine whittle beans like Patchwick, Gabe Wheel, Kendallin, Carwea, Thomas, George Pop. Killian, Sarah Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Lawa, Chantal, David, and Erica. I feel like I just have to request that our patrons do not immediately unsubscribe because of that. Well, Please, don't take away our beans. We won't do it again. Yeah. If you subscribe now, we won't say, I won't do that voice again. I can't make that promise. <laughs> I'm not going to make that promise. You can I tried. I tried. Patrons, tell, tell them what the patrons get access to. Our patrons get access to my phone turning off at exactly the wrong moment. Oh! Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show and be our best friends. Do it. If that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and make it happen. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Tee Public. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this with a friend. Yeah. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls, and our cover art is by David Human Dumpling Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but not least, this show was produced by Tom Zalatni and Tefra Ajemian and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upford Network. Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. See you next week for the quarterfinals. Pew, pew, pew. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time. I'm a
October Jones. Hi, and this I'm is Fish with Legs. I'm a fish hey, with legs. Fish. I'm the elemental creature of water. And I'm here to tell you about my podcast called October Jones and Fish with Legs. Starring me and my best friend, <laughs> October Jones. Nailed it. October and Fish is a fictional series that follows me and Fish with Legs as we try to stop an evil two-headed snake from releasing a terrible monster. And make friends, and go on adventures, and get captured a lot, and escape a lot, and encounter racism. And what? And learn very special lessons every third episode. I have not learned a single lesson. Yes, you did. We learned about being friends, and authoritarianism, and colonialism, and how to defeat a giant crab. Authoritarianism? They're in authority for a reason, Fish With Legs. If everyone followed the rules set in place by the human government, then there wouldn't be- for adults and kids. <sighs> New episodes on Mondays. You can find it wherever you find podcasts, and of course, on the Upford website. Okay, that's it. Bye! Hi, I'm Anthony Giorgio, host and producer of Queer Teen Podcast. Queer Teen Podcast encourages the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Listen, learn, and love as you get to know the next queer youth leaders of the world. Queer Teen Podcast celebrates, elevates, and narrates how the LGBTQ community uses our voices to tell our stories. You can find Queer Teen Podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else to get your podcasts. And please, please, please subscribe today. And don't forget to listen, learn, and love.